<gasps> What's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm Tim. And I'm Tori. And this is the Stuck Together Podcast. <gasps> Episode... Number... Eight. eight. I think. Yeah. Yes. Eight. The conversation with Hunter was number seven. Yes. Because I remember, because yeah. I was like, oh, that's such a good number to have our first guest on. Yep. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. One of my favorite numbers. Me too. My favorite number. Well... I always, when people are like, name a number, I'm like, seven. I don't care. They're like, one through five. I'm like, it's still seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, The um, I hope everybody really enjoyed the podcast last week with our first guest. Yes, it was We plan on fun. having more on. Yes, we have at least one more guest for sure lined up right now. We do. We have another guest lined up, my homie, uh, Acklin, he has his real name and then his music name. So Acklin Walker, that's yep. his that's his music and art name, and he's going to be on when he comes to town early November. So I'm really excited to have him on. Um, yep. He's going to be our first guest with video. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yep. I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. We got the, all the audio set up and everything last week to do that, and then I sat there and. You can't see it on my face because there's no video, <laughs> but, you know, and I'm being conscious of there being video the whole time, too. Yep. Like, I was thinking about it and, like, all this stuff, and then I just look over and I'm like, oh, I was so focused on getting the levels right because we only have two mics on the audio, and I was like, the room noise and all this stuff, and then getting the table in and getting us all sitting around and, like, getting the cameras right and the angles and, like, getting everything set up and making sure Hunter felt comfortable and like that he was like, you know, having a good time and then, you know, totally spaced on hitting the record <laughs> button for the video. Yep. At least we got the audio. Oh man, that It is a podcast after. That all. would have been so much worse <laughs> if we weren't recording the audio. Although we have heard that many people enjoy the video. I think we do yeah. better on YouTube than on the actual like just audio. Yep. Which to me is goofy too because I listen to our podcasts back when like but i don't watch them i don't have the mm. video on. like i do it on spotify like i listen to it you know yeah. i listen exclusively on youtube to podcasts unless yeah. i can't like some podcasts are only on spotify or like audio oh, only yeah. platforms but if i can i watch the youtube video even though i'm not watching it most of the time mm -hmm. i just i just like yeah you know? and that's what some people have said they keep it on yeah. in the background feels like we're hanging and you then know? like every now and again they'll start watching us yeah. so you know i could yeah. flick it everybody off and you wouldn't know unless you just <laughs> happened you, you to catch know. that 10 seconds yeah. of the video well and you're missing out on the grim cam yeah you're missing out on the gremlins oh, if you don't God. listen or if you don't watch if Freya's very cute right now want, yeah can, oh everyone tune in on her? the video oh she's so she's cute nested in a little we got ball. we got a new chair back there we got a papa's on chair yeah um because tim will game in here on his computer and mm -hmm. i want to hang out in here and he wants me to hang out in here but i used to just have to lay on the floor well you laid on the well you didn't have to i didn't have to but, but there like wasn't a great chair to no. sit in i have a chair it's my colorado chair when i moved here seven years ago i got it at the goodwill and it's like i've kept it with me everywhere that i've lived in it's colorado and it's amazing but it has a really stiff back which is yeah. great for like if you want to be focused reading if you want to do stuff but it's not great if you're trying to like hang yeah so well, and i'm like gaming on my switch while 
your gaming and it's just it, yeah like i can't i can't lounge in that chair so yeah the, the chair back there is perfect and freya is breaking it in right now she is <laughs> and it's really comfy she yeah. victoria really wanted oh. that chair yep and i was like whatever it's your chair let's get what you want but when we got it and then i finally like sat in it and was like i was like okay i I get yeah. it. Um, this is this is like the perfect balance of like kind of sitting up, kind of sitting back, kind of relaxing, kind of just doing whatever. Yep. You so, can do both. You can lay in it, sit in it. or It's great. I really enjoy it. Yeah. And apparently Freya likes it a lot. So I think <laughs> so I wonder, uh, I wonder who our number one Grim Cam mm, yeah. um, person is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I, Freya is a crowd pleaser yeah she's very pretty you know she's really she's too pretty sweet and snuggly and don't tell that. her she's pretty <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go to her head <laughs> the same with sage everyone tells sage she's so pretty oh my if she was a human child i would be like i'd just probably pull her aside and be like you're ugly i'd tell her that every like week <laughs> just, just to her. just to level it out you know just be like don't let it go to uh, your head somebody needs to tell you yeah. you know just because because that's what happens. Like, oh, every cute one. kids are just like, oh, look at you. And then the next thing you know, they're 18 and they're pieces of shit. Yeah, you, hey, <laughs> everyone I just know. told them they were cute for Goes to their 18 head. years. Well, and everyone <laughs> is so, she's very friendly and gives people the cutest little like, oh my God, hi. Mm -hmm. And everyone wants to say hi to her. So she like expects attention. Like she, oh yeah. She gets yeah, mad when someone ignores her. She does. Because she's she so, yeah, she's so used to <laughs> everyone wanting to pet her. And I hear that that's a pretty popular thing with Pyrenees because they're giant and fluffy and white. And like, you know, you're gonna get comments every time you're out with one. Like, because they're, right. they're just so like eye catching, but also just so adorable. Well, and they're not menacing. Like if she yeah. was, if it, if she was, we had a dog that big, but it was like, I don't even know. Like, like a, a great Dane is way more intimidating yeah. than a great Pyrenees. Yeah. Just, uh, or, or, um, what's the one with the really sharp ears? Uh, um, a German Shepherd? No. The, uh. um, they're usually cut and they oh, have the really long Dobermans. noses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like another big dog. But yeah, it's just that her... She's, she's just fluffy. And yeah, like, like she has that the long like hound face, like a golden retriever. And so she just is the cutest little thing. And everyone loves her and tells her how pretty she is. But really, she's just a piece of shit. Hey. She's a menace. Oh, she's not a piece of shit, but she is a menace. I love her to death. She's not a yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> I take it back. She well, is so sweet. I should say our, our inside joke is that I'm always hating on Sage. Yeah. And, and she's like, really? She's so stubborn. She's, she's a diva. So, she is. It's she's just a, a diva. diva. Like it's not complete. She's not like, it's not even rebellion or like, I, I don't even know. Yeah, it's literally just a diva. Like, imagine like a celebrity diva. That is yeah. her attitude. Yeah, like, with I, the whole like, you didn't say hi to me and I'm going to throw a Yeah, fit. like, it's what like, the fuck? I deserve all the attention. I deserve it. Like, you didn't tell me I'm pretty. What the fuck? Meanwhile, Anubis <laughs> is like, if something sets him off, people are like, is he going to kill me? <laughs> yeah, everyone profiles Anubis. Barking. Like, everyone is uh, like, most people are kind of afraid of him. Well, and to be fair, he barks a lot yeah. with certain things like not everybody not everything but other dogs he gets super triggered for some reason he mm -hmm. i don't think something we think something must have happened when he was a puppy because he just there he just loses it 
when he sees another dog. And then with people, if they see like that, if they know the breed and they're like, Oh, he's a pit bull. They just, they'll just sidestep him or just be really cautious or whatever. And meanwhile, he just melts in my lap every day. Like he's he's such a a tiny little harmless baby. But (laughs) as most pit bulls are like most of them are just so loving and sweet. Well, it's not the breed, it's the dog, you know? And so, but yeah, with Anubis, people just, they're like, I don't know about him. No, uh -uh. uh-uh. Oh, Frita wants up. Hello, Freya. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop being a grim, dude. We were Frita's just... also kind of a diva. She is. Frita, can you not? No. Oh stop. <laughs> Frita is climbing all over us, all up in the mics, <laughs> all so on the snuggly. desk. Uh, she has well, no idea we're trying to record a podcast right one now. One of the main, I think, times that we witnessed, you know, Anubis basically being, like, discriminated against, essentially, was it um at the daycare we take them to um they have to have like a you know basically like an interview like a test today to see how they do and i remember when we took sage because we had sage before anubis um we took sage i was watching her on the cameras and she snapped at a dog she like one of them got too close and she like tried to bite him basically um you know maybe not like hard or anything but she was pretty reactive like she was pretty like hey don't touch me don't get near me like she kind of freaked out and so i was worried um i was like oh no like she's not gonna get in like uh oh and once i came back in the girl who was doing the interview with her was like listen like i think that there was just a misunderstanding like we're gonna go ahead and try with her like we want to give her a second chance you know whatever they were super nice about it and it was so sweet and then um luckily ow ah, she bites (laughs) but in a cute way frita just bit she just uh victoria yeah she just bit me but like in a loving way you know how cats do um but um and sage even would orchestrate jailbreaks at daycare yeah she she was tall enough to push the door open and so she was a troublemaker and basically they were very lax about it and then the one time that we take anubis in for the interview we were really nervous that he was gonna react to something or be you know bite some dog or whatever because he's just he's very reactive and we didn't really know yet like the extent of it and but at the same time we like had we had hope we were like yeah oh, we think he's gonna be okay well we have to try yeah and we looked on the cameras and if anything he just looked very nervous and like very tense you know he was just kind of like trying to figure it out and when we came back to get him i asked like how did everything go like did everything go okay and they were like yeah you know like they basically he didn't bite he didn't snap he didn't do any of the things that sage did and they were like you know he seemed nervous he's on thin ice yeah they said like, he's on thin ice they, he's on he thin didn't ice do anything. a little uh, and it, it was so clear that it was because of how sage looked versus how he looked yeah like he's just there's more of a prejudice against a dog like him he's I know you guys can like see him on the camera a lot of times, but he's he has like the build of a pit bull and then the fur pattern of a Rottweiler. And so he's, you know, two dogs that have like a reputation for being kind of violent, even though they're not, you know, like they can be trained to be 
um you know they're usually trained to be guard dogs and trained to do all these things and so people immediately see those two breeds and are like oh i bet that dog's mean you know just like how people see a golden retriever and they're like oh my god i bet he's so sweet and it could be the meanest fucking dog ever you Mm -hmm. know like you just never know um and so yeah it was just very clear in that moment that they were and i don't blame them you know i think it's just prejudices that are like built in but it was very clear yeah i mean i don't think i've ever profiled a dog just because it's a type of dog no i think the dog's behavior is what matters yeah and you know you got to get to know every dog because like you know you could get a lab that's been mistreated labs are like supposed to be the best dogs ever or whatever but if you get one that's mistreated they're gonna be mean that's just how it goes you know and actually um because so many people like it's such a thing we've been at the dog park too and i've heard people say like a few yards away they're like that's that's a pit bull and like (laughs) about anubis and they just leave like he hasn't done anything and they just leave yeah and but I was looking up some of it, and apparently German Shepherds used to be the Mm -hmm. ones that people were like, those are the killer dogs, like, those are whatever, and, you know, all of that stuff, and, but they, like, got, uh, you know, um, their image got fixed Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the public eye, and nobody thinks of German Shepherds as, like, just by default being scary or dangerous. Right. Well, I don't know if that... I don't know if that is because they stopped being police dogs like they're not as many in canine units or if it's because more of them were and so people saw them more as like oh heroes yeah, i'm not really sure i don't know but i think yeah, it's just a, the pit bulls are just it's it's terrible it's like the discrimination well and pit bulls are nanny dogs pit bulls yeah. are like good with kids and stuff and like you know i think the one of the bigger things about it is that when people do dog fights which are horrible they use pit bulls a lot of time yeah. because of their build and, and everything. Yeah. And, um, you know, but again, it's not like they're just like trying to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Be mean. It's just because like, if you're going to fight a dog, the musculature and everything of that dog, like Sage would like crack in half if she was in a dog fight. Like she's just oh, so you- brittle and frail. Are you kidding? Have you seen that rib cage? It's like, three centimeters long have you seen how she reacts to things like getting close to me yeah she but put up against like a properly pyrenees have one of the strongest bite forces too look i know they're supposed to fight off bears no they're supposed to take a bear hit and everyone can run Uh, no i know they're supposed to (laughs) they're supposed to just insulators for everyone else just throw the pyrenees at it we can run away you have a prejudice against sage she is really tough and very i've only seen her get like protective a few times and it's it's pretty scary she like she she has it in her for sure you Mm -hmm. wouldn't you wouldn't know because she's just so friendly and lovely i wonder if part of it's like the hair too because the pit bulls are short-haired because uh that's what they do with the tails and the ears that's why they cut them off right so yeah can't, you can't have long hair in a yeah, dog fight right it sounds so bad but yeah the on this logistics. episode of the stuck together podcast <laughs> we talk about dog fights Woo! maybe the short <laughs> snout might be a part of it too who knows i'm I not a dog know. fighter it's fucked up i don't know Everyone, why they do it but they use every... pimples and i think that's just part of the reputation is like that's why people do it i don't know every single person who is has ever been involved in a dog fight i hope some really bad shit happens to you fuck those people <laughs> i i am not even joking it's like one of the one things i get like really upset about i'm like there's no middle ground on this i don't care 
I don't care why you were there. I don't care like who got you into it. It's like you don't just don't you know? Yeah. The only reason is like you accidentally stumble into one and you're like, Oh, I'm out of here. What the fuck? <laughs> you don't accidentally stumble <laughs> That's into what a I'm dog saying. Bite. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is like you gotta intentionally be there. And I know that sounds really intense, but I mean it. No, I know. Well, it's the same thing with like people who poach elephants. Yeah, fuck those people. Or like, you know, there's people in the Amazon who just keep destroying stuff to suck it from all of the resources that it has yep. for whatever reason they came up with. Yeah. And those people suck. Yes, they do. Animals are equals. I mean, I don't mean that in like a <laughs> just they deserve kindness just like people do. Yeah. They don't oh deserve my to be. Except for Frita cuz she's being a little menace right now. <laughs> yeah, here. And when we set this up in here, this my whole setup used to be in the living room and never had a problem. Never like and the like they would sage, never bug you. They never no one ever came close. The one thing was that the cats would sit on the edge of it of the desk. And they'd push my mouse off and they broke it. So I had to get a new one. But I learned to like put my mouse away, to, you know, whatever. But that was it. As soon as we put it in here, Frita, Freya just climbs behind everything, in through all the cables. Sage like pushes herself under the desk to sit at my feet. I had to make sure there's no cords down there. They've already knocked stuff over. Like, yeah. it's like, what happened that makes you want to be all over this now? They and of course, there's the like tons of expensive stuff and cords everywhere. And Frida's just like, mm, let me just walk through all of this so casually. And just like, you know, I'm like, please don't mess anything up. So silly. I do. I I think it's cute that they want to like hang out. And it, it'll be funny sometimes because Sage does like to come hang out when I'm in here, which yeah. to be fair, you know, I do love Sage and I come home from work and I always pet her and I call her princess yep. because she he's, is. He's very sweet to her no matter what he says. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just talk. I'm super yeah. sweet to Sage. <laughs> and um, but it is fun because Anubis comes to work with me every day and me and him are like two peas in a pod. Like we're total bros and we hang out all the time. But he doesn't really come into the room when I game normally, but Sage will come in here and hang out with me. Yeah. And so that's, I'm kind of like, Oh, like, Hey, she came in here and she's hanging out, you know, like, yeah. cause when we're like in the living room or doing stuff, Sage doesn't normally like come hang out with me. No, she like, she's laying on her own, normally doing her own thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She normally doesn't want to like hang out. Right. You know, but when I'm in here, she'll come in and hang out. Yep. Because I'm a gamer and gamer. I play video games. Video games. Should we should we go into that? Sure. Because we just got the chair. Your your gamer chair. My gamer your chair. Your lounging gamer yeah, chair for the Switch. Yeah, we can talk about our gaming escapades. Yeah, well, I've said before on the podcast that, um, yeah, spoiler alert, this is a huge story. This is a long story. <laughs> I'm going to go into the depths. I'd thought about saying this on the podcast for a minute, but... um. We just never got to it. So I'm going to do it now. And it's kind of like, just brace yourself. It's a long story. <laughs> but uh, when I was a kid, um, I didn't play a lot of video games. Like my brother, John, was the one who like got gaming systems usually. And I never really did. Not that I can remember. Maybe I blocked it out. I don't know. But I never really was 
a gamer and it wasn't like necessarily that I didn't like them as much. I think I just was always like, I'd rather do other stuff. And most importantly, it was make music. Like that was like, I've said before too, is like, you know, I was wanted to be a musician for so long and pursue it professionally. And so like, um, I remember going over to Hunter's house actually mm-hmm. in high school, one of the millions of times I went over there and he had, he was a normal person and had call of duty on his Xbox or whatever. And so I was like, he's like, you want to play? And I was like, sure. I don't, whatever. Like, I'm, you know, I just didn't do that. So I was like, yeah, I'm down. Like I'm hanging out with my bro. And so I remember thinking like, this is cool. Like it was really cool. But I was like, I'm not going to get into it because it'd take too much time. Mm -hmm. And then when I graduated again, I didn't go to college or anything. I was like super focused on the music and I'd spend like, Pretty much, if I wasn't at work, I was like making music, trying to do stuff with music, trying to whatever. And I remember one of my roommates at one point, he had Black Ops 2, the Call of Duty game. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> that that was like, that's like one of the main titles people remember is like Black Ops 2. Mm-hmm. And I played that game with him because we would just hang out. And he was my DJ when we'd go to shows. And we like hung out and he was super into he was again he was a normal person too and so he had you know a gaming console and he had some games and he had call of duty because whatever and i remember like there would be some times where so we would play and i started getting really into it. i was like i really like this but i was like i can't let myself like you know because i would when he was at work sometimes i remember there were days where i would just start grinding and mm-hmm. i'd just start playing and getting better and like working on like my aim and like doing different stuff and I like stopped myself and was like, I can't do this because it's going to take too much time. It's going to take too much time away from like doing music. I'm going to get sucked in. I'm going to do it, whatever. And I was basically like that with video games in general. And until like maybe how many years ago, maybe like three years ago, like 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. When I got this computer, the mothership, the reason I got this computer, I had laptops that I would always make my music on. I had like my Mac, MacBook and then um, I wanted to have Fruity Loops. So I got a, a PC laptop, a Windows laptop. And so I had those two. And then, but what happened was the songs that I was trying to make and everything, they were, the files were so big and all the MIDI was like too much CPU power and everything. And so I was like, okay it's like everything would like take forever to load and to like listen to and whatever. And it was so annoying. And I was like, it's time to upgrade. And so I looked and researched into computers and doing all that. And I figured out like, if I get a gaming computer, it's like basically modal. And so that way I can change things out. If I need to upgrade, I don't have to get a new computer. It's like, Oh, I want to upgrade this processor or I need to, or whatever. I can just get a new one and put it in my computer and I've already done that with this computer. Now I got more Ram and put it in, but I looked at all the computers, figured out what it would take to build one and then found one that was already built with almost the exact build that I had for less. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't need the fun of building my own computer. So I just went and got it from this guy on Facebook marketplace. And I had been watching some like Minecraft modded, videos of people playing modded minecraft so fun and on my other laptop minecraft could run on that one and i actually had been playing because i was like yeah i'll just get minecraft i think i was bored and i actually didn't have a job at the time so i had way more time so i'd make music and i had time to like go play and whatever so i was like 
the modded Minecraft, it basically crashed my laptop because oh, I had tried to do it. Yeah. But with this PC, I was like, this has the specs. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is a gaming You're laptop. You're like, shit, might as well. I was like, I got this for the music. And by the way, the music ran seamlessly. It still does on this computer because it's mm. amazing. But I was like, okay, let's do it. And so I downloaded it and it's like huge files, tons of stuff. And the gaming laptop was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And it like loaded up like in a minute. And I was like, oh. you mean this computer? Yeah, this one. Okay. Yeah, this one. It just loaded modded Minecraft. And I was like, what? Yeah. This was like the nicest, fastest computer I'd ever had. And I just blew my mind. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and so, but the modded Minecraft, I wasn't super into it. I like I like vanilla Minecraft. I'm a vanilla Minecraft yeah, gal. I think that vanilla is right. I, I don't hate the modded stuff, but you really have to get really into it and learn exactly what mods are on the one that you have. And yeah. there's all these side quests and all this really technical stuff to do. And of course, since it's like independently made, they're not as like bug free and just whatever. Yeah, there can be a lot of bugs. Yeah. I liked the shaders a yeah. lot, but at the same time, it felt weird having like realistic textures, but yeah. then blocks still. It was just like, it felt a little weird. Everyone like raves about the shaders and I'm like, it just felt off like i don't know yeah and to like, each his own but, well that's the beauty of minecraft anyway yeah you can do whatever you want so i, I just go around and pick flowers and get lost you know <laughs> and then you have to find me uh the timidory stuck together minecraft series coming oh soon. my gosh we so should it'd be so much fun it'd be great but so i got so i wasn't super into that and i was like you know what this computer could run call of duty and i was like started realizing it like seemed kind of dumb, but it clicked. I was like, oh yeah, all the console games, you could just play them on PC because like they're built on PCs. Like they're, this is how like, you know, the consoles, like you have to make it to be on a console. Anyway, yeah. I got it and I was like, got back into it and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And so I got really into that and there was one mode that I really liked called search and destroy and there's an attacker and a defender team so there's two teams one team has to try and plant a bomb the other team has to defuse it or kill the other team basically and the fun thing about that one is that when you die you don't just respawn and so each round it goes in rounds and so like if you die you have to sit and wait and watch until the round's over then you the whole team spawns back in again so the stakes are much higher you can't just be crazy and go do whatever and respawn so you have to take it more seriously and so i kind of like really got into that so i'm doing all that and then i'm working at um this restaurant and i'm telling my friend i'm like yeah search and destroy like this and that whatever talking about the games and whatever and so this guy was like you know what game i've been playing apex legends and i hadn't really heard of it before and i was like okay cool yeah i'll check it out so i did i watched some videos and i was like what the heck is happening <laughs> like this was not I just still feel that yeah when i yeah. watch it i'm like what are you doing because it's not just guns it's not just like tactical like call of duty which is like basically just like real life kind of it's like every character has special you know abilities and like and it's a battle royale so in a battle royale you spawn in with like you're on a team of three and then there's 60 people in a lobby built of teams of three and then you're on this map and the map continually gets smaller and smaller and pushes everyone together and the last one alive wins the last team alive wins and so it's a lot harder than just like um you know just a random like 
oh, we're just going to spawn in and shoot each other until the, the game's over and like regular Call of Duty. Um, and so I got really into it and like the aiming was really hard and it was really frustrated, but I really liked grinding it and getting better at it and practicing and whatever. And so basically I think it was, it wasn't quite then cause then I lived in my car and so then I put my computer in storage. And so I was like super into apex, but then everything fell apart. And so then I had to live in my car and I couldn't play games. And I wanted to like the yeah. whole time <laughs> that like, I was please. living in my car, I was like, you know, it'd be sick is if I could just play apex legends. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got my apartment in Denver and then I was like, I got, I couldn't, well, you need internet to play it too. Cause it's mm-hmm. multiplayer. So that, and there's no like solo mode, but, um, so I got really into it and I got my internet and then I just like, that was the first time where I kind of, just like kind of became a gamer. Like mm-hmm. I kind of was like, I didn't like totally, I hadn't totally conceded to like, I don't care about music. I'm just going to play games and live my life or whatever. But I got really into it and spent a lot of time on it and looked up how to get better and do all that stuff. And then I found out about a game called Valorant. Oh, shit. And Valorant. So Valorant is basically search and destroy, but it, that's the whole game. And it's actually based on another game called CSGO. But Valorant, it's like Apex where the characters have special abilities and each character does its own special thing. And like with special things, I'm talking about like if you've never seen a game, a video game like this, there's tons and tons of random stuff happening on the screen all the time. And like knowing what every character does and all the special effects and all the stuff that happens, like it's a lot. And so with Valorant, it's it's basically search and destroy. So you have an attacking team and a defending team. And the attacking team has the bomb, so they can go to the one of the bomb sites and plant the bomb. If the bomb goes off, you win the round. And then if but if the other team defuses the bomb, that team wins the round. Or if either team eliminates the other team, you just win the round. Because you can't plant a bomb if you're dead. Um, but that's the basics and it goes way deeper than that but it's so call of duty is more like it's not an arena shooter i don't it's not an arena shooter it's just like a i don't know what it is but with the with the battle royale with apex it's uh it's not an arena shooter because it's it's more precise but basically with um, valorant it's a tactical shooter and so with valorant the time to kill is like literally one second. It's yeah. like one second shot, headshot, someone whips around the corner, like boom, you're dead. Like that's it. And so I was playing the game and I was like, this is impossible. <laughs> this is impossible. Because the other thing is when you play Apex or um, Call of Duty, if you move, your your aim doesn't change. You can strafe side to side and you're not gonna go anywhere. In Valorant, if you move while you shoot, you don't have any accuracy. So you have to stand still and shoot someone. And so it's like, basically, it's super technically like geared. And it's super, super hard if you've never played a game like that before. And I was like, started getting so frustrated. And I was like, this sucks 
so much because I spent all my time making music and all these fucking kids <laughs> who have all the time in the world have been playing this game games like this or whatever for the last five, ten years. Right. I'm like I am like a 28-year-old fucking noob <laughs> who has no experience who loves or this, this game. 12-year-old is in the chat being like, get fucked. Get fucked. Get wrecked. And <laughs> just headshotting me. Yeah, and I'm like, you're just like, fuck. Just oh, in my apartment, so angry. But like, I just loved it. And I love the strategy. Because the thing about it is like with a game like that, you can't just, well, you can mindlessly run around and shoot people or whatever. But if anyone has any wits, they're going to beat you because it's about winning the round more than just about killing people or shooting people or whatever. And so I really liked the strategy of let's go to this bomb site. Let's coordinate this. Let's, you know, because it's supposed to be like a tactical first person shooter. And like, I remember there was one game. I don't know why this game sticks out to me so much, but we were like, we were moving up this section of the map and I was talking to my teammates. We were on comms and we were like, clearing angles together and moving through areas and like it was like there was just this moment of coordination that happened randomly in matchmaking online and we all were on the same page we were all killing it together and and wherever we were and it was just like so cool to Mm -hmm. like have that strategy and have everything and so i (laughs) i basically set a goal for myself because the music never took off and it still hasn't taken off, but I set the goal for myself. I was like, okay, so almost every video game online has ranks and people get way more interested in games if they have like a ranking system and ranks to grind and like level up on. And so most of them start out with like wood, iron, whatever. (laughs) And then it's like silver, gold, platinum, diamond and then usually after like platinum or diamond games will like start inventing like weird codes for ranks they have their own like master like asura like you know and and ascendant (laughs) and radiant and so um anyways i was iron in valor i queued in at this iron two which is not the lowest rank possible (laughs) but the second to lowest (laughs) rank possible (laughs) And I was like, okay, I mean, like, it makes sense because I hadn't really played those games before. But I decided I was like to prove to myself because I it felt like I was in such a pos- weird position because I was like, I love this game. I love the strategy. I love the tactical shooter aspect and like getting better and all that stuff. But getting better at this game and leveling up through any of these ranks feels absolutely impossible. And I would just lose game after game after game. And just like, I had no impact on the game and I was horrible, but I loved it. And I was like, I'm going to set a goal for myself. If I could reach gold, rank gold, then that would prove to myself that I can achieve impossible goals that I set for myself. Which you, dear listener, who might be listening or watching right now, that might sound really dumb, but... If you haven't played Valorant or a game like that before, it's I like go play it and tell me what you think because it's absolutely crazy. I tried once and I freaked out and I had a panic attack and I couldn't play. You got through like half a round. I couldn't do it. I yeah. was like, no, no, I I can't do games like that. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. And then every, some people are like more built for that. They're like just naturally yeah. better at that. And some people aren't. But it's pretty hard. Um but 
that was the goal that I set was to get to gold. It wasn't to get to the top rank. It wasn't to get to whatever. I was like, you know what? Let's get to gold. And so. Yeah, because how many, how many ranks are above that? Like just the, not not gold, gold, one, two, and three, but. Yeah, after gold is platinum, then diamond, then um, immortal, and then radiant. Mm -hmm. And then since I started playing, they added ascendant in there, I think right before immortal. So, yeah, you were, you set this goal that like felt impossible but you also it was like kind of in the middle ground a little bit. it was bit. kind of in the middle and um i think the thing that re- that the biggest thing about it was like this is a goal for me yeah because i am who i am and i'm not some you know i'm not a whiz kid who's been playing games like this for forever or whatever like you know i'm not a zoomer i don't know if they're <laughs> just naturally better because they were born with an ipad in their hands but I couldn't do it. And so for me, it was like, if I can get better at this game and do this, that this is going to prove to myself that I can reach my goals. I could set goals and reach them. And so, well, like, I think it's important. I'm sorry to interrupt, but, um, just to like, when you're setting goals for yourself, like not making them like actually unattainable, like in the sense of like, when someone's like, you know, like setting the goal of like, I'm going to be in like the top 5% of Valorant players in Radiant or Ascendant or whatever. It's like, okay, well, like it's more of like setting, you could get there eventually, but I think there is something to be said about like still celebrating like in between, you know, and like a goal that, what? I completely disagree because of the goal that I set. I think if you set a goal and if you focus on that goal, you can reach it. Well, as long as it's like physically possible, I think you can do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, that's like the thing that I learned from doing this game and from doing this thing was that, you know, just like, just like you said, like being like, well, let's not do this. It was like this literally reaching gold itself was impossible. And there are people who are top 5% who are whatever. And I think if you, I think that's what, the story I want to tell people after this is like, if you have a goal, just set it and don't give up. Cause I gave up. Um, I think it was like three weeks later, I uninstalled the game mm-hmm. <laughs> and was like, I'm done. I can't, I literally can't do this, you know? And, um, so, and then I was like, no, I set this goal. I'm going to do it. And then I uninstalled the game again months and months later because I was still working on it. And I came came home from work, kept grinding, kept practicing, kept whatever. And then it just, I would like, I made it up to um, silver and I was like, or no, there's bronze. So I made it to bronze. And then I was like in bronze for forever. And I was like, this is brutal. Like, this is horrible. And then I finally made it to silver and I was like, wow. I can't believe I even made it this far. And it. long story short, it took me a year and a half of grinding this game and practicing almost every day to get to where I finally reached gold. And I did it. And I'm not trying to shut you down by saying that. I'm, I, I just think that that's kind of like the goals that... It just depends on what you want, I think. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, you don't have to, like, set a goal to be the best of the best to feel accomplished. Well, and I get what you're saying, like, to say, like, I'm going to be the number one player in the world. 
definitively or whatever, it would be really, really, really hard to reach. Well, I'm not saying you can't. It's just like. Well, what what are you saying? I cut I cut you off. I was being dramatic. What were, what were you saying? <laughs> oh, hi, Scout. Hi. Yep. Oh, ow. No, I was just saying like. Stop. Hi. Yeah. Oh, ow, 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 ow. Oh my god. Oh my god. Get up. Jesus. <laughs> I bet they can hear her. Hi. Scout's here. She just um, <laughs> dug her claws into Victoria's thigh and used that as a grip to climb into her lap. And now she is climbing all over us. Uh, I don't know why both cats Hi, decided to interfere with the podcast tonight. <laughs> I really hope you guys could hear that little purr from her. Do you want to meow? You wanna Scout say came in and was like, I want to talk about Valorant. She just hit me. Scout. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hi, honey. Yeah. Can you... <laughs> yeah. I told you, she Kitty wants to ASMR. talk about Valorant. Here, come here. <laughs> You're so sweet, Scout. Yeah. yeah. Come here. Oh, she wants to sniff your mic. Hmm? Yep. She has something to say. She said, she's, I want to be yeah, on the podcast she's like, today. She's like, fuck both of your opinions. This is my show. What do you think about reaching impossible goals, Scout? Wow, that was insightful. Well spoken. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She did it too. She got she right up to the mic. She, she was did. like, I'm going to let you know. <laughs> Scout, how's it going? We made sure and fed them before the podcast yeah, this time. So. They, they're well fed. They're they're not hungry. They're just being little love bugs. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Scout actually is kind of, she's kind of skittish, but. She's been doing great lately. Yeah, Freya normally. Oh is always like oh i'll lay in your lap oh i'll get close oh i'll hang out scout loves pets but she doesn't like being picked up she doesn't like she's not going to come lay in your lap like she doesn't lay in either of our laps but there was one night recently where she actually came over and snuggled with me for the first time ever she like full-on kind of like how you guys saw her do right here where i was like holding her and she was just vibing like she did that with him, yeah. but for a long time. She came on the couch and laid with me and snuggled, and like, I was like, what? Full on snuggle. It was insane, because she does not do yeah. that. She'll like lay on your legs sometimes, or like, but it's for like very short periods of time. She really just wants pets. Like She does not snuggle. Right. And so, or yeah, she'll just kind of like lay on top of you, you know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. She was biting the mic. Um, but yeah, she's never... Yeah, it was just so it was so adorable. She was just loving it. Um hi. Yeah. No, regarding goals and stuff, I just from my personal experience, I've always set the bar so high for myself and I'm really hard on myself and um I think I I don't know. I I just I like the idea of like <laughs> Like that your perception of impossible can be different than someone else's or yeah. like your perception of like the best thing ever can be different. And so like just because, you know, maybe, yeah, for like one of those 12 year old crazy gamer zoomers, they're like, I got into gold like 
a weekend wah, wah, wah. yeah you know like whatever well people have said that to me cause yeah it's like people because everyone's idea of goals is different and so i just i like i like setting the goal however you want to and whatever feels right for you not what everyone else is saying or what everyone else is doing yeah or yeah. whatever like so that's kind of what i was trying to say is like you know setting setting the goal wherever like you think is best for you and you know if that is middle kind of like the middle of everything which we did look though and it's the the highest saturation of players was in like silver right or bronze well, so by the time i reached gold i was better than half at least half the players of value yeah so you were of the curve of who, the rank distribution yeah so i was in the top half of players by mm -hmm. the time i reached my goal yeah so yeah that's all i was trying to say yeah no i think i would agree with that like setting a goal for you mm -hmm. um i think i just got excited about it because that's part of what i learned from the goal is um like thinking back on it there is stuff that we kind of just tell ourselves and i'm really competitive and i know you are too you can get really competitive um yeah, depending on the thing but yeah yeah and and just like being a competitive person and feeling like whether or not you can achieve something or do something for me personally feels like that's a big part of like who i am when I could not get there and could not do it, it really started to like weigh on who I felt like I was as a person, mm -hmm. which again, if that's not your personality type, that sounds dumb. Cause I know there's people out there who like their goal in life is to have as much fun as possible. And that's just not me. Like, I think that's kind of dumb, but you know, everybody's different. Well, and I had so, a hard time relating a lot of the time. There were, there were things I could relate to. Well, you told me I should stop. I did. I was you like, encouraged me. You were like, "This is weighing too much on yeah, you." Yeah, because I'm not. I I I was told for a lot of my life that I like couldn't quit things, and like all of our grams are just They're acting up. Sage, today. believe it or not, is the only one who hasn't caused trouble. She did it before we started, though. She did. She, she was but here. she was being so cute. She was. She was yeah, like she was resting her head. But but everyone has wanted being, to be on the crazy. podcast tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. No, but I. I was pushed really really hard like and not saying that you weren't that's not what i'm saying it's no. just for me i responded to it in a different way than you um like i was pushed really hard the standards were really high like just from a lot of different people in my life you know um well knowing when to quit is a big thing too yeah and so when i was old enough to like have my own agency i was like you know what if something isn't making me like and I don't want to say happy because that's not it. But if something is making me feel worse, most of the, like more time than it's making me feel better or like accomplished or like just good about myself, like then I really got to consider if it's worth it. Even if I made a commitment, even if, you know, whatever it's. And so I like I just I could see how hard it was for you. And it, it didn't have anything to do with it being a video game or, you know, anything like that, like because it it was a serious goal it was just more of like you know it's it's okay if you don't like i it it was more of because i feel like i had very few people in my life being like it's okay if you don't do this like it's okay if you stop you know and so well, and I, I just wanted to like be like hey like no one's going to hold it against you if you like decide not to do this you right. know that kind of thing but then i knew it was really important to you and you really established that it was important so 
I didn't I didn't want to be like you need to stop doing this because it wasn't about like you know I don't want to deal with it or like blah 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 it was nothing yeah. to do with that it was just I didn't want like you know I didn't want it to affect you so negatively but it was made pretty clear that like if you stopped it would have affected you more negatively and I know what that's like too where it's like I like the impulse in me wants to just quit right now and give up but I know that if I do then I'll be really really upset about it later you know that kind of attitude as well I think it's hard to tell it can it can be hard to tell sometimes if a goal or something that you're doing is like am I do I need to suck it up and finish this do I need to suck it up and do this Mm -hmm. or is this not worth it and for every person for everything i think the line for that's different um and it's important to know that because it is important not to give up on on you know important stuff and certain things but you are right there are some things where it's like you know i'm banging my head against the wall and this isn't productive it's not going anywhere and it's not useful or whatever whatever yeah i need to stop well and i should say like i'm glad that i was pushed so hard i think it helped me in like a lot of ways and i think it helped you be the person you are too you know being pushed and having things expected of you and you know just taking like you know just being very serious about goals and everything um and so i think that it made us like better people but yeah it it when you're when those standards are set so high it makes it really really hard to like distinguish um because your your self-worth is so wrapped up in it that it's like really hard to like really judge if something is good for you or not yeah well and um i ever since i said it on podcast number one i've felt super self-conscious about it because i was like i'm smart but um we were talking (laughs) about whatever um because i'm like i'll say i'm smart fucking idiot (laughs) who would just be like i'm a smart person like you sound like a fucking asshole but on paper or whatever like I got into the gifted program in school and I would go to higher grades for certain classes and I'd have like extra work because I was literally bored. It and was so harmful. I think that fucked well, me up. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is whether or not I was... So the what I'm getting at is when those things would happen, I didn't have to study. I didn't have to be like, I'm really bad at English let's work on it. Like it was like, yeah, here's your test back. And oh yeah, I got a hundred or whatever. Like no big deal. Like Mm -hmm. I could just chill and be good at everything in school. And so I didn't have to study or work at anything because I would just sit in class. I'd see him do it on the board. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And I just do my homework and just do my tests. And I just be, I, I remember it was like junior or senior year in high school. I got my first B ever. Mm -hmm. And my dad was like, what is this? And I was like, I don't know. I was like over at life at that point, but it it took me till then to naturally just get a B and like, you know, I know. So the point is, is I realized over time and through things like Valorant that you it's, it sounds dumb, but psychologically as a kid, if you're just naturally good at everything, if you can't pick up something and just be good at it, you either disregard it or like your world starts crumbling mm. <clears throat> because you like don't get it. It's like, why can't I? And you know, any normal sane person would just be like, Oh, let me practice and I'll get better. But for me, it was like, didn't compute kind of, cause I never had to go through the experience of like, I have to actually get better at this. And so 
anyways, that it took me a year and a half of grinding this game to get to gold. And I think like, I just wanted to share like some of the stuff that I felt like I learned through it. And, um, basically like feeling like every game was super important. And when I would lose a game, I'd get really emotional and I'd Mm. get really distraught. And, looking back everything makes sense of course because it doesn't make sense when you're in it as much as when you can go back and look at everything and you're like oh yeah i was doing this i was heading this way like all the dots connect everything when i look back at it but when you're in it something could feel impossible or it could feel like nothing's happening or it could feel like there's no work or whatever and i think one thing that i've learned from that experience and that i try and do now is like you know we can't get caught up on this one time or this one thing or this, whatever. It's like, we have to keep building and keep practicing and keep working towards something. And if you set your goal and keep actively pursuing your goal, you're going to reach it. It just takes that, you know, almost like belief and faith. Cause like I said, I gave up multiple times Mm -hmm. and then I still was like, no, I'm doing it. And I would like, guys, I would practice for like an hour every day in the shooting range Mm -hmm. on the game. Like I wouldn't even play, be playing the actual game. I'd just practice. And I bought a subscription to a service that teaches the game. Mm -hmm. I like committed to learning how to play the game, how to rotate, how each of the characters works, how everything works. Like I sunk days and not only that but oh i was gonna get into the hours i oh yeah total i only have like seven or eight hundred i have 800 hours in um valorant so i didn't even hit a thousand hours but i hit 800 hours in that game over the span of that year and a half grinding it and getting better and um just being able to not take the small losses and the small defeats in lieu of like the bigger picture is like super huge and super important and because when you feel like you just continue to keep failing at something it makes it really hard to keep going and there's like i do think that there's an element of like kind of like faith of like i know this is going to happen i have to keep working towards this thing i can't see because i know it's going to be there if i keep doing the right stuff in the right order and but whatever and so that was Valorant. And then when I was done, I kind of really fell off because I was over the game because I played it yeah, so you were much. Like, I'm done. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I played. And then when we when I got done with that, I was like kind of looking for something new. And me and Victoria both had uh, Magic the Gathering cards laying around. And I was like, we should learn how to play this game. Mm-hmm. And so we got super into that. And it, yeah, we're very into it. Yeah, we're very into it. And um, there's a digital game of that and then of course you play in paper too so i got into that and um uh unfortunately i chose to play one of the most expensive formats where one deck costs like thirteen hundred dollars it's called modern (laughs) it's horrific it's yeah i've i've played quite a few times now too and it's it's the Valorant equivalent of Magic because oh, yeah. I've heard from a lot of people how infuriating Valorant is just because it's so hard. But that the harder something is, the more rewarding it is when you do well. Right. And so, of course, it's that like almost like addictive, like oh, like next time. Yeah, because when you do it, it's when you win the best. in Modern. It is oh man, it feels so good. I'll go play. Oh. I haven't been in a while because again that. Uh, 
I haven't been in a while, but I would go play way more than Victoria, but we would both mm-hmm. go play at a local game store and it's super fun. The guys are super cool to play with, but also very competitive. Yes. It's very competitive. And um, the it's like turn turn three, somebody could win. Yeah. So like you're drawing randomly from your deck of 60 cards. And that's one thing about that game that kind of started to piss me off was like, if I don't draw the right cards, I can't win. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> Whereas like if it's I, very luck based for yeah. sure. So we got into that. And then recently within the last month or two, I found another game that mm-hmm. I really started to like called Naraka and it's another um, battle Royale, but it's a melee. So like kind of like if um, people know like Marvel versus Capcom or street fighter or mortal Kombat. So it's kind of like a fighting game, but it's a battle Royale and you can play solos. So you don't have to be on a team. Cause that was one of the other things was like my teammates suck or whatever, you know? And it's like, how am I supposed to get better and rank up in this game when I'm with four random people on the internet every time. And like part of it has to deal with them. So I've been getting, I got super into that game recently and um, it's super, super fun. And I think I'm kind of like, I don't know if it's like all my gaming experience came into to fruition to where I was like kind of naturally good at this um, now because I've played so many games or if it's just like my brain suits it better. But it took me actually with Magic the Gathering on Arena and with this game, I hit plat in like three weeks, two, three yeah. weeks. So Very like... Quick. So like I only ever I actually I did peak at Plat and Valorant. I kept playing and I did hit Newbie, Plat. Hey. Sorry, I just What's up, buddy? What are you barking at? It ain't that it's serious, okay. buddy. You're fine, buddy. That's the barking. That's yeah. barking where everyone goes, "Get your dog away from me. Is he a yeah. killer?" And it's like, "No, he's a baby." He just he's he's very like he alerts. He just He's always like, look at that thing. He doesn't really like do much about it. He's just like, guys, I want you to know there's a thing over there. Sometimes I've started to believe that he barks just to like be like, even like high. Yeah. He's just like, hey. Hey. What's up? Dog. But he's just barking. Yeah. And it look, it seems like he's like angry or like whatever, but he's just saying hi. Yeah. So you peaked in platinum. Yeah. So far I'm the plat genius or whatever, but. I, I, with Naraka, I don't know if I still want to do it. I'm kind of right now. So the reason I wanted to talk about this whole thing was because I got super into Naraka like three or four weeks ago and I started grinding it really hard, getting really into it. And, um, going back to one of our other podcasts, that's partially why I think I have ADHD because I get super hyper fixated on it on stuff and I'll learn everything about it. And then, like, three weeks later, I'm like, I'm really into this sci-fi book. <laughs> yeah, you you jump a lot, for sure. It's it's very cute. Um, but, yeah, you, you, like, dive deep into something. And normally, they're not related. Like, normally, you're on one thing, and then it switches to something else that's very different. It'd be totally random. And then, yeah, you're, like, really into it. And you're very, like, yeah, you're always wanting to learn, like no matter what you're always wanting to learn new stuff and all these different things and it's just it's really interesting like hearing how you think and like the things that you do because in in this regard we're very very different yeah we are like, well because I'm you not, play animal crossing i play animal crossing which I, is awesome it's awesome it's very very high stakes all right <laughs> it's my turnips could rot at any moment 
Just kidding. They I only remember, brought on s- Mondays. <laughs> do you remember when we were texting before we started dating or were together? And you were like, I play Animal Crossing. And I was like, I play Valorant. And you were like, yeah, I like games where I can just relax and hang out. And you were like, and I was like, yeah, I like games where you kill people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... Animal Crossing is one of the only games I play, like... There, it's like one of the least stressful. Like I even I've played Stardew Valley before, and that was a little too stressful for me. Um, I just I'm well. There's nothing wrong with playing games to relax. Oh yeah, no, not at all. And there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with either. It's just I I'm like a super. Hey hey hey! Whoa whoa whoa! Sage, back up back up back up back up! No oh god! Sage sage sage. Go. See, this is what I was talking about, guys. She's gonna break everything. Sage, hey, help, help, get off, step off. She's still on it. Shit. Okay, so literally every animal of ours has tried to ruin the podcast oh and all of our gear tonight. It's <laughs> fine. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I'm just a very anxious person, and so I don't, I don't like any, I don't like being in high stakes situations if I don't have to be, pretty much. And I thrive in high volume, high stress, high stakes situations. Literally any high, well, and high intensity. I will say that, like, I do remember there was a time that you said that you, like, noticed that I cracked under pressure or something. Uh huh. And that, like, a way to get better at that is to just experience more of it. And, like, I didn't say it at the time because I was, like, pretty upset about just other stuff. But I was, like, the reason I'm like this is because I've been put under so much pressure in my life. Well, that's not the only way to get better at high-stress stuff, but it I was just trying to be helpful. Oh, I, yeah, I know. I, I just, like, <laughs> I just was thinking of that. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I'm not saying it, like, wasn't or anything, but it kind of made me realize I was, like... Oh, that's like part of the problem is like just feeling this pressure all the time. Well, and with what you were saying about getting pushed and stuff, I think there's a big difference between like being in school or doing whatever and having people push you to like do things or complete things or stay with things and choosing something by yourself and saying, I'm doing this. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to push myself to get better at it. You know, I think those are way different because, yeah, I know in high school I did marching band and I never got to enjoy a football game my entire high school career with my friends ever. Mm -hmm. I and I wanted to quit. I was like, look, I want to be a normal kid. I don't want to have to do this crazy fucking shit every single day of the year, not of the year, but of the football season of all this of of whatever. I want to go hang out with my friends. And everybody was like, you're staying in band. And I did band all four years yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that was a good or bad thing, but yeah, I got pushed to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was, I, I don't think we had ever talked about like, cause we've talked about school kind of, but, um, like I, I guess I never like knew that things just came really easily to you. And I was kind of, I've said before, not, to you but just like in life like that's I think that's how I like appeared on the outside but like I I genuinely don't think I was like just like a lot of my friends were that way it felt like they kind of like skated by and like a lot of my 
like friends were very very smart and very like it felt like they could just go to class and like do fine and kind of like you and um I could not I like I had to work really really hard to retain at all and I think that it's because I had undiagnosed ADHD and I had I mean I knew I had anxiety to an extent um but like I had to I don't know it was like it I don't even know what I'm trying to say but it's just like all of it's like making me think of like all of our differences and like our differences in motivation and stuff and oh yeah like the reason I didn't finish school is because I just like I was like I've tried so hard for like so many years and I like studied my ass off like all my friends were like just like oh just like come hang out and I'm like I literally can't like I I will not do well and so once I got to minds where it was like it was like no matter how hard I studied I wasn't improving like it was the first time in my life where it was like my hard work wasn't paying off right yeah and so like because I would study all the time I worked really really hard on my homework I wanted everything to be like really really well done and everything and I mean I think you can still see that in like some of the work that I do now like at work with like graphic design and stuff like I'm very particular and everything um but yeah once I once I got there and I had failed my first class I was like oh my god like and it literally I like went to study groups I like tried to get all the help I could I went to like office hours and it was just like it was the first time I I was like shown that no matter how hard I tried like sometimes you're just not good at something (laughs) and it was really really hard for me to like have that moment because it it seemed like I had kind of an like a knack for a lot of different things and like I did want to work really hard on them so like I was kind of naturally athletic to an extent I really liked learning I really liked you know just all of that and I I was willing to like put in the work to do it um and so yeah I think that was one of the first things where Because there were other things where I was like, if I worked hard, I could get good at this. You know, like golf was one of those. A lot of sports were, you know, just general skills. I was like, I know if I worked harder, I could. And then I got there and I was like, literally, I'm trying everything and it's not working. And so I think I kind of, once I left there, I got into kind of a, I don't know, like a more like lax state of mind. (laughs) Well, and I think you need that because like that's the perfect example of like you know getting pushed to go to school because everybody does Mm -hmm. to college i should say because when you said it i didn't finish school i wanted to jump in and be like she didn't finish college yeah sorry i didn't finish finish high school i finished high school (laughs) i didn't finish college i went to a really um hard school to get in and it made me feel really cool and special and um which is I, hard and to I, get into, I, which I, is I, a yeah, huge deal. I, I worked really, really hard. And so, yeah, people would be like, you know, it, some of my friends got in that were kind of effortlessly smart, and it was hard seeing that they were just doing really well. And then especially when I got there and I saw because there were people struggling like me, but there were a lot of people that just, like, fucking knew what was going on. And I was like, the only classes where I felt that was, like, chemistry. I've always been really good at chemistry. That's, like, one of my main things. And then, like calculus 
up until the third one. The third one fucked with my head. I just like, couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I did, but it was like, I it was like, I don't know if I actually get this. And, um, but yeah, so it, it was like a really big deal to get in and everything. Um, but I think that, I don't know. It was just such a weird time in my life and, it was I felt I felt a lot of imposter syndrome. Yeah. And there's like Definitely. I watched a video the other day. I wanna I can't remember her name, but basically she was like, You feel imposter syndrome because you are and an it, imposter? Yeah, and it like it it like kind of opened my eyes. It's like if you're feeling imposter syndrome, sometimes like it might not be where you're supposed to be, or you haven't done enough of the work to feel like you deserve that title or that place or something like that so like examine yeah, why you know i feel imposter syndrome about things i should not feel that way about so well, it's not like it's, always that's why it's called the syndrome yeah because it's like you're not <laughs> you're, you yeah. just feel like and it's that. sometimes it's out of your control most of the time it's out of your control but yeah like just examining that and being like why do you feel that way because it's right. like i definitely <clears throat> wasn't supposed to be there i think i could have done it i worked really hard and i like if I really buckled down, I could have, but like, there was a reason why I felt like I like didn't deserve it. And it's not cause I didn't deserve it. It's just because I like, it was, it was my intuition's way of being like, you shouldn't be here. This is not where you should be. Like, you know, you got to figure it out somewhere well, else. I, it, from the outside looking in, I would say you did deserve to be there because you got into the school. Well, yeah. So literally, you did. You you worked hard <laughs> enough, and you're smart enough because I know how smart you are to get into that school. But I think for you, in your case, for your life, I think it was more of a case of you weren't there for the right reasons, and you weren't mm -hmm. there because you mm -hmm. really wanted to be there to learn how to be an engineer or a chemist. You wanted to be there to be like, you know, I'm. I made it into this badass school, like fucking suck my dick, motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm super smart. And then you were like, oh, wait, this is not the kind of stuff I'm into. And it's I like, don't oh, want to have actually, to work this hard. I actually have to do this stuff. <clears throat> like, yeah. damn it. Yeah. It, so it was a huge, like, which ego is different thing. than yeah. just being like, I'm not supposed to be here. It's like, maybe it wasn't for you, mm -hmm. but you had to be there to find out. Yeah. And you did do the really hard thing of actually getting into the school because if you weren't supposed to be there, you wouldn't have got in. That's so. True. I think that's a big distinction. Yeah. Um, but before I forget to tie a bow onto the whole video game uh, story, uh, I was just going to say the point that I'm at now. <laughs> well, because I was, I was refraining from saying this the whole time, but um, the reason why I made the Valorant goal was because I felt like it was impossible to make any sort of career out of my music, which I still haven't. Um, but... I was like, you know, let me take some time away from trying to do music and to try and, you know, whatever. And let me just focus on this because this is like controllable and attainable and f but feels impossible. But I still knew it was possible. Right. So that was kind of like if I can prove to myself that I can work hard enough to achieve this, I can like work hard enough to achieve like making it with my music or whatever. And so um, the weird the weird thing is, is when I got done with Valorant and I finally reached my goal, it wasn't the 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 goal after that wasn't like 
I can do this. I can make it with my music. I can go do it. I, it was so wild because as soon as I reached the goal, I was like, do I want to? Mm-hmm. It became like, well, it almost like opened a door to worse possibilities almost. Not worse, but like, like I was like, well, I just proved to myself that I can reach my goal. Is music what I really want to do? Yeah. And do I really want to try and make it with this and whatever? So, um, but that's why I did it. And so, um, now that that goal is done, that was like such a huge part of my life. And now coming away from all of that, after I let myself become a gamer <laughs> and spend gamer. all my time gaming, um, now I'm just a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> um, not that I'm not anything else, but now I am part of who I am is a gamer and I love, uh, gaming and being competitive and strategy and, um, so I think I I told you this, but I think one of my next goals might to be to reach one of those really high ranks. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, but now I'm like, but which game? Yeah, which game? <laughs> which game do I work really hard at to reach that goal ne- uh, of getting that rank now? And yeah. I'm between Naraka, which is the melee one, and uh, Magic: The Gathering on Arena, um, probably playing like standard because that's the one with the rank. So. Um, but that was, I kind of had that idea where I was like, well, now that I've reached this like kind of decently high rank in all these games, I was like, should I like go really hard in one game? Um, uh, unfortunately trying to make it big with music has not really come back into my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Um, you know, I mean, we talked about it so much during that whole experience and just how sometimes it really does take like taking a break away from it and like really figuring out what you want from it. And I know we had talked about it and I was like, I think either I asked or you brought it up. I think you might've brought it up where you were like, I don't know if I want to be like famous, like in the public eye. And that's like a huge part of music. Oh yeah. Unlike, you know, being a writer or being a painter or whatever, where it's like most of the time, like you're kind of in the background. A lot of people don't know your face. They know your work. They don't know your face. But when it's music, oh my God, like you can't avoid it. It is like superstar status if you make it big. And you had like, uh, you had that moment where you were like, I don't know if I want that. And I'm like, that is super important to think about because that's like, more than half of the job <laughs> at a certain point when you blow up is just being famous. Well, and that's what I came to realize was I realized that when I was younger and really trying to like make it or whatever, I never wanted it to be about me. Mm-hmm. I always wanted it to be about the music. Yeah. And from from 18-year-old Tim saying, fuck you to college, I'm going to go be a musician and make all this money and make all this music and do all this stuff to now looking back and I realized that I never wanted it to be about me. I never wanted people to care about me. I wanted to make music that people enjoyed and that I thought was just dope and that people would just vibe out to and have fun with. And you can be a bad musician with a career because of who you are. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's, I would say like there's more of a percentage towards who you are than about the type of music you make because people make that emotional connection. And like, if you think about it, whenever you see like listen or hear a new artist or whatever, people aren't like, 
where can I go listen to more of his music? I will love this music. This is just so great. I'm going to just listen to it all the time. People are like, who is he? Where is he from? Where was he born? What's his mother's name? What kind of deodorant does he wear? <laughs> yeah. well, like, what is all the stuff? It's like, whole, it's super... I've never been, and I've never been like that. I've never been the person who's no. like, I want to learn about all these people's personal lives because mm-hmm. that's freaking creepy and I hate it. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest probably disconnect was realizing that you have to have this persona and you have to be able to connect with people, you to people. And then the music is like in there somewhere. And it like still blows my mind. Cause like you said, you can't just like produce a product or a service or something and be like, here it is. And, and it's behind a brand or behind a mm-hmm. whatever. And people just enjoy it and they don't have to know who you are. It's like, they have to know who you are if you're a yeah. musician. And it's so very parasocial, very, attached like first yeah because music has that emotional connection they like they want to like your music and they want to like you like as their friend almost it's like it's very personal and um yeah it's like super important to realize that and you don't i mean there's stuff like that you don't think about while you were talking about this i i was thinking of um i wanted to be a tattoo artist for a really long time and in a way i still do um she's given me a couple i have i've given him a couple (laughs) um my main the thing is like drawing and painting and you know all of that she's a Um, visual artist yes i'm visual he's musical and visual Mm -hmm. or audio would you mean an audio artist or just a musician i'm a gamer (laughs) (laughs) you're a gamer that dabbles (laughs) i'm a dabbling gamer (laughs) um But I wanted to be a tattoo artist for a really long time because I love art. I love drawing. I love all of it. Um, And then one day, and I have a bunch of tattoos. I like love that and everything. But I did work in two different tattoo shops, had a lot of like gross experiences, you know, just like the tattoo industry is like 50 years in the past when it comes to like gender rights and all that bullshit. It's fucking ridiculous but um not everywhere but quite a few places i've been i've been tattooed at a lot of places and worked at two different ones and it's pretty it's pretty normal to like it's kind of a bro's locker room to be honest it's a boys club it absolutely is and if you're you know and i think women out there know that there are certain career paths where you're kind of seen as a novelty um yeah and unfortunately that doesn't that it's i think we're working on it as a society but it's still there and you you know that like i was gonna i was like i could go into like carpenter school and then i was like but i'm gonna be the fucking like girl carpenter that everyone's like Ooh. you know it's right i experienced it at mines at an engineering school i experienced it in tattooing like it's just kind of a thing but all of that to say with tattooing i was like dead set on it i was like this would be amazing like i wanted to like live out that life and everything and then i started like becoming more personal with artists and learning about what they went through and like you know just kind of how what most of your day is really right right but for me the fundamental thing kind of like with you where it feels very obvious saying it like i don't want to be famous yeah for me it was i don't want to touch people oh yeah and i don't want to be that (laughs) close to people sure and i was like fuck that's like the whole job yeah (laughs) i was like oh no like that's a that's a deal breaker that's you know and i was like i could probably get over it you know but it's like do i want to get over it you know and so yeah kind of those like fundamental things where those are the things you don't think about and then once you finally do you're like 
oh, the answer was here the whole time. Like, I got to... I got to figure out what other path I want to take in this. You know, it's it's not that you're like, well, never going to make music again. Or right. me, I'm like, never going to draw again or tattoo again. It's just like, you got to figure out the way that most people do it is not the way you want to, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's tough. And I, every industry has those things where it's like, I'd really want to do this. And then it's like, oh, but it's fatal flaw is this. And, um, I don't know if it's that, like, I didn't necessarily want to be famous. I don't, I think I just, it was just about the music. It wasn't Mm -hmm. about me. And ironically, the more I tried to, cause I, I, of course, you know, when I was starting out, I just made whatever I liked. I made the stuff that got me going. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. And I was like, I'm creating. Because like to me, it's like loving music so much and enjoying it and then being able to make my own to make what I thought sounded good was just like, this is insane. And I still do. I just listen to my own, either my own music or like especially my own beats. Like I'll just listen to my own stuff because it's like I made it. I like it. Like, yeah. duh. You're not making it for like. But I did. You know, I started to try and figure out like, well, if I do this, it's a little more commercial. Maybe I, maybe people don't like that I'm doing this. Maybe I should do. So I think ironically, the more I tried to make it for other people, the more people didn't like it because yeah. it wasn't just my expression because I'm me. And so it's like this huge paradox. Yeah. That's kind of a tangent, but no, it, it's no, all it's... stuff that I've realized since then. Yeah. Well, and we're both artists and we talked to Hunter about being an artist and yeah. how difficult it can be to just so many parts of it are really difficult. And, you know, yeah. Finding that line between self-expression and palatability like all of that and like you know how is it that some people seem so not palatable and they like make it so big and it's just like weird it's so confusing but then you see this person where you're like this music is fucking terrible or like that art is so generic or whatever but it it's palatable enough for everyone and so it's just like faking their streams (laughs) that, that too that too um but yeah it's just so many different things and i think there's a lot of art that i want to make but i don't because it's jarring like it's visually jarring you know um or like it's something that i enjoy aesthetically but other people don't like i I, you've seen some of mine it's very like dark um and not like disturbing or anything i don't i don't really draw like horror stuff but i just i like kind of the more um i don't know just like the dark aesthetic i do a lot of like pointillism and like ink work and all of that and it's just kind of intense I guess I don't know um and I want to make more of that but so many times I like stop myself because I'm like people are gonna get uncomfortable looking at this and it's like why do I care like just do it you know I think two things come to mind the first being that of course hearing you say that I'm like that sounds dumb you should make whatever you like <laughs> and that's how i feel when you say i it. know and that's so so we need to resolve right now <laughs> that we're both gonna make what we like that really inspires us yeah um and i think the second thing is is um you know as an artist 
it's there's in almost every form of art there's not so so there's not like a clear career pathway like if i want to be a salesman i can go be a salesman at x amount of companies and do this and get started and then you know it's a it's a transferable skill if i want to be a carpenter i can go learn how to cut wood i could get a job as a carpenter somewhere probably you know i don't know all about being a carpenter but like there's so many professions where you can learn how to do the skill you could probably get hired somewhere or start your own company and get better at it over time and you know just grow with like your your customer base or whoever or whatever if that's going to be like your job but as an artist, there's not like a, oh, yeah, just learn how to do it this way and then take it to market here and that's going to be fine. It's like there's this whole gateway of people who are like, I don't like it, and then that's it. You don't have a job. (laughs) Well, and there's this whole hazing ritual too in so many art forms where it's like, you know, you got to work at a record studio for like barely any pay and like be treated like shit or you got to be a tattoo apprentice and be treated like shit and not paid. Like it's, you know, there's this whole, yeah, like hazing that goes along with a lot of these creative Well, and isn't that ironic that in the, in like, in art, which is supposed to be your expression, your, your creative imaginative expression of yourself, it's like insanely competitive and critiqued and like mm-hmm. insanely like this is right and this is yeah. wrong and I, whatever Just gatekeeping like gatekeeping crazy. people judging people like people back in Nashville like it was so clicky and just like you're not cool enough you're not in you're not this you're not that you're not whatever like and it's just it's brutal you know and I think with I I do think with every art there is a certain like baseline of like being like you're still getting better and like okay you've got it you know right. like you can't no, not every piece of art ever created is worth studying you know yeah. what i mean which is a weird line to make but once you get it you know once you've got it then it's like then it is up to your expression and people's reception and mm-hmm. i think that's the biggest thing is like in a lot of ways it is the same as any other product because if you make a bad product, people aren't going to buy it. But at the same time, it's not because you can't just... And that's what I think probably burnt me out too was trying to figure out what to make, what to... It wasn't just, here's how I feel and I'm just expressing it. It was like I started like, you know perseverating over what to make, how to make it. And then not only that, but I got so deep into like facebook marketing instagram marketing youtube music videos and then in the music industry especially because that's what i know there's all these companies that are like oh just pay us this much money and we'll boost your give us this much money and we'll do this and none of them they all it's it's I feel like it's dirtier than a lot of other types of schemes because they're preying on your dream of being an artist for a living and they just take advantage of you. And I've fallen for it enough times. People still hit me up because I have my info online and they'll still hit me up and they'll be like, oh, your music's so good. (laughs) Just what have you been doing with it? Are you ready to blow up? And it's like, they just want me to give them $200 to do their little service that doesn't work. And then (laughs) just scam more people out of money. And it's like, even now, like when people hit me up like that, it'll be like, I know as soon as I get that text, 
no random motherfucker is going to hit me up off the internet and just change my life. Like yeah. that's not going to happen. People are not, there's not going to be some, it's, it doesn't happen. Like there's not going to mm-hmm. be one A&R who like found my shit on SoundCloud and is like, this is the best shit ever. Let's sign this random motherfucker. Like that's yeah. not how it works, but it's still, and I know that. And so when I get a message like that, I know that. And there's still this part of me that's like, gets excited yep. because that's how it works when you're an artist it's like how it works you're like yeah, you're just like how can someone I do liked it? my stuff yeah. that's what it is someone appreciated my music someone liked my stuff and it's like they don't like your stuff they just want your money but right yeah it's brutal it's brutal it, as an artist it is it's really brutal and that's it's, why I'm a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I'm a Lego builder now. I yeah, just, she just I, finished I just one. finished one of my big Lego sets because, yeah. It's I'm, really cool. I think both of us are in this, like, it's the haunted house one for anyone wanting to know. It's got an Any, elevator. It goes up. It comes down. It's, it's pretty cool. engineering. You're still in engineering. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's pretty cool. I was going to say that I think... Both of us have helped each other to kind of be in this state of like, I support you in doing whatever you want. And if that's like nothing, then that's fine. You know, like, and by nothing, I mean like gaming all day or like just hanging out, you know, just being lazy, you know, like whatever. Cause I think both of us, uh, for a very long time before we met each other, were like, push, 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 go, go, go. Like, you know, just so such high expectations for ourselves and so to have someone who's like i love you either way baby you know it's like it's just very i think for both of us it's kind of like a nice like just breather and i don't think that you know i think that it's you don't have to have someone else telling you it's okay to just like relax or whatever um but it really helps especially when you know we support each other when we do get motivated and um but yeah we both are like yeah that's totally fine if you just want to hang out today we're not like like you really need to get up and do something yeah you know we've never once like the only time we do that is when you know like something like the podcast like we really gotta film the podcast you know or whatever but it's never coming from a place of like i wish you were better right like never yeah we do it on the important stuff or like whatever but we're not like no it's not from an unhealthy place because you're already the best baby But we're since we're both artists and we both were pushed very hard just growing up in general and had some pretty high standards. I feel like we do come from a place of empathy with a lot of things like, you know, you don't have to be doing something. You're not doing anything wrong just by yeah. sitting and existing. Like, I think both of us feel that a lot. Like, oh, yeah, it's so hard. Like you like I know both of us are like, if there's dishes in the sink, I'm like, he's mad at me because there's dishes <laughs> and I haven't done them in the last like 10 minutes. And it's like none of that is happening. It's all in my head. Or like when you're in here playing games, you're sometimes you've told me, like, I can't help but feel like you're mad at me, even though you've never alluded to being mad. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Like, it's just like taking time for myself. Yeah, you know? we're both we're both very like other oriented in the way of like, you know, I want to make sure everyone's like okay and like no one's mad at me and like you know i'm not seen poorly or whatever like um and like people feel loved and whatever um and so i think that both of us just are we like provide what the other uh, like needs because both of us were kind of deficient in that and so i think we're just like yeah like 
<laughs> it's it's just very sweet and i like that we're kind of in that um i feel like we're both kind of healing the the like inner child right now you know we're very yeah, in inner be. child you know gaming legos well and vibing <laughs> yeah to to expand on that for sure i definitely there was a while where i was like really enjoying gaming but i couldn't just relax and game and have fun and not consider it almost like wasted time yeah. and it took me a long time to be like i'm just gonna enjoy this i'm gonna sink a decent amount of time into it but it's gonna be okay and yeah. i'm gonna you know because that's the other thing is you know, when I was 18, I'm like, this is going to happen. When I was 19, I was like, I'm going to make it. When I was 20, I was like, let's go. It's like 21. I was like, still plenty of time. 22 is like, all right, soon enough. 23 <laughs> is like, if I make it in the next two years, it'll be great. I'll have plenty of time. Like now it's like 25. It's like, all right. And then it's 27. I'm like, holy fuck, where's my life going? Like, and for me, like getting super fucking depressed about being like, you know, and I was probably an asshole plenty of times when I was younger and I was very, very confident and whatever. And I think people probably just thought I was an asshole, but I think in my head I was like really confident in what I was doing. Um, and, but none of that matters because the point is it not happening year after year after year after year of like putting in, time and money and chances and whatever over and over again i did everything that i knew how to do and it continued to not happen and like i i like tried you know to network i tried to do different stuff i tried to whatever you know i tried to everything that again i knew how to do and the reason i say that is because i'm sure there was a way i just couldn't figure it out and i couldn't do it and maybe Maybe it couldn't. Maybe this is the only timeline. You know, this is what I needed is to get to my 30s and be a gamer and let it go for a while mm -hmm. and whatever and realize, you know, that the only thing I really needed was pure expression of myself. And because I think the even though I was confident and I really did like the stuff that I put out, I was I almost like would like hold back from telling people because I was so horrifically horrified and afraid of being judged at the same time. Yep. And it was so, so bad that I would, it was this weird thing of like, I want this to happen so bad, but also don't look at me. <laughs> oh, I completely understand. <laughs> and yeah, but I feel like my whole life I've been like, yearning to be like the center and like you know get the recognition and like you know right. the attention and then at the same time like any attention that i remotely get i'm like ah well, i don't it, want it yeah and that's the whole thing is i don't want it to be about me i want it to be about the thing i create but right you know and and it's not like i'm totally immune to that like i do understand being like this artist is so cool because their story is like this or whatever you know it's like but Watching other people, especially over the years and thinking about it, people get so wrapped up in in tons of people for different things in different industries. But with music, it's just all about the personality and the person and a mediocre music with a great backstory and a great way to connect and great, great marketing. marketing and great whatever. 
is gonna win every time because that's how people work and and it just it's like so I've gotten better at it and I'm more okay with it now and I'm getting way closer to like being okay with people knowing who I am and connecting with me because I'm but it's more of me like accepting that that's part of it and less of being like you know that's how I want it to be because like it's just so hard and like especially with people I realize too sharing their emotions with their music one thing that I thought that I was really good at was being like technical like this is technically astounding like I I made music in 432 hertz. I tuned it to 432 and and you know this chorus is, is this compared to this and they link together and the the album's self-referential and it's just whatever and it's like people want to cry with you. Yeah. I mean <laughs> people shit, want to hear yeah. your dirty fucking shit and they want to cry with you and they it's not about yeah. the fucking how good it is. And it's yeah. like especially that part for me was like people don't just want to hear this amazing music I made. It's like they don't care. Yeah. It's like they want to know you and it's like, well, mm. I don't want you to know me. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's super personal and like especially just in the day and age of just social media like uh, I think a lot of us are feeling it, but I am burnt the fuck out with social media and the marketing and just the branding and the, the self-promotion the, just the shit. I'm like so tired of it and like uh, I I kind of was thinking about it because I I had my own business on and it like really blew up on TikTok and I think a lot of people want that and for me it like I thought I wanted it and then it happened and I think you were talking about I think you might have been talking about the marketing for your music or like you know all the stuff you have to do to like promote and everything like in this yeah. conversation I can't remember what exactly you said but it made me think of it because it's like if you're not built for that it is exhausting oh yeah it is the worst part in my opinion of like any creative or business endeavor is the fucking social media Mm -hmm. like i don't mind ads you know like i make ads for the company we work for and it's super fun i really enjoy it um but someone else handles the actual posting on social media because there's something about it that just like oh my god it's a it is it is unhealthy it is unnatural for us to be putting like creating content like that and like pushing content like that like 24 7 like there are certain brands where i get newsletters from them like once a week or like twice a week i'm like who how this is not normal like it's moving so fast oh my god yeah i'm just like slow down it's like most people's skills anymore or like hobbies or anything because it's so easy to blow up and get famous or you know just get recognition it's like you're almost expected to do that it's like when you're a really good artist people like like people ask me all the time why aren't you selling this why aren't you posting this it's like maybe i don't want to yeah like that's the whole art was never meant to be sold (laughs) It was meant yeah. to just be created. And it's like, obviously, it's a bonus when you can make a living off of it. But I think that a lot of your creativity can get lost in that. And I think with my 
candle company that's because i was just so pumped to like make these candles i was like this is amazing and they're they have crystals and herbs and they're like healing and they're you know easy for people to learn how to do spell work and like all this stuff and it's so amazing and then all of a sudden it just became like oh because you were talking about how do i um basically make things that people like you know it, it really became about that like you know you started changing what you were making right, yeah to make it more palatable and everything and that's how i felt i was like i was just trying to figure out what would sell for people right and i was like oh because then once when it didn't sell or didn't do well i felt awful i was like oh my god and even when it did do well i was like man like i didn't i didn't like want to do this though and it's just like i mean i think i'm i've i never was a huge social media person in general either like my own personal page it's always been private. I barely post. Like, I've never been one to, like, want all that attention. And so when yeah. I, like, started getting the likes and the comments and the attention, like, it was it was really damaging to my mental health. Oh, yeah. Because I just didn't... I had never wanted that. I had never... I know there's some people out there that, like, that's something that's really rewarding for them. And, like, you know, I think that there is such a thing as, like, a healthy social media presence, even if you have millions of followers. But... I just I I was not prepared. I I hated trying to make content that people would like. Instead of just making what I wanted to make, it was like what's going to make these other people happy? And it's just like, oh my god. It's like so exhausting. Yeah. Whether you're selling something or whether you're just an artist creating something or creating something hoping that people will eventually want it or invest in you or whatever, it's just all of that is well, and that's why they had record labels was because people were making music and they were like, didn't know what to, how to make it a thing. And record yeah. labels were like, we got it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they'd take advantage of artists, but right. they would handle that part. And, um, but yeah, also just probably today, if you are like mediocre or decent at whatever you're trying to do and you're like, 90 to 100 percent on social media like wanting to do it being good at it and not letting it bother you you're way yeah. way higher oh my god yeah if you're being successful if you have the bandwidth to post on social media every day and like i can't do it really put in the work and schedule out posts and you know follow the trends and follow the uh, just everything it's like if you're willing to and like looking at your fucking analytics and all that shit it's like if you're willing to do all of that yeah, honestly, I'd say skill is maybe like 25% of the equation. Yeah. It's, like if you're, yeah, like if you're mediocre at something, but you can make a hell of a TikTok out of it, like doesn't fucking matter. Oh, like yeah. it, it's so annoying. It like, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I think those people are like, you know, their work is less valuable or anything. It's just that that's kind of like the only way to do things now. So if you're not built for that, like you're kind of, being like left in the dust that's kind of how i felt with my business i was like i can't keep up and i don't want to keep up and people love my stuff but like if i'm not posting every day they're gonna forget about me because that's how the fucking internet works like well and i think it's not you know it's frustrating and it's easy to project on people like that where if you feel like you know well because i would do that too i'd try and figure it out i was like and i'd try and talk to people and ask close friends and whoever like their opinion be like you know, my music, is my music good enough? Is it at this level? Is it like what's going on? You know, and that's kind of what I had decided was like, I'm just not good enough at like the social media and, and whatever. And, but I think that 
you know, not to project on those people negatively if they are quote mediocre or whatever and really good at social media. Because the social media is the skill. That's the skill, but I think that's that's like the fucked up part about it is that if you're if you're a great artist and you are not good at that or can't do that or don't want to do that, you're in a horrible position because mm-hmm. that's the gateway, especially yeah. now. And to a degree that just probably wasn't even the same, you know, however many years back because yeah. social media is just this new thing that's weird. And in a way it's not different, but in a way it's completely different because mm-hmm. you still, I've, you know, back in the day, whenever that was, you still needed to network with people. You still yeah. needed to talk to people. You needed to be able to, communicate with people and get your stuff out there in a way that was cohesive, whether it was interpersonally with people in person or on scale. But this whole social media thing is just so wild. And I think it does get kind of frustrating when it does feel like it's some of it's fake or some Mm -hmm. of it's just so forced or whatever. And it's like, you know, but like you said, and with your experience, especially just feeling like, I'm sure any creator out there could probably um, content creator out there could identify with the feeling of being like my whole identity and self-worth and image is wrapped up with these numbers on my screen and it totally becomes not about whatever you got in it for Mm -hmm. and whatever you were doing before, whether it was mediocre or not. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, they've, they've done tons of studies on how, horrifically damaging it is on people and especially young women because young women care about social um aspects of life way more than men um in general (laughs) uh whatever but um just how crazy it is and especially yeah just sympathetically towards kids who are like middle school high school right now and moving forward and just like it's becoming so integrated i was joking about zoomers being born with an ipad in their hands but (laughs) you know they kids have it kids do it they're you know it's so weird to think about all the kids who are not gonna know a life without especially social media because i think social media that's a big one not just the internet not just technology like yeah social media is like crucial i remember like i think i was 12 or 13 when i finally got an instagram um and obviously that sounds super young that is super young but like nowadays it's like that's old people i know it's a huge topic (laughs) with parents right now too is when do they get a phone when do they get access to these x suite of apps when do they get whatever and especially because like you know if you know like as a parent i'm sure knowing how damaging it could be the repercussions and like psychologically if you put any time into it you can find out the effects of some of the stuff it has on kids knowing that seeing that and then knowing if you don't give it to them they're going to be ostracized anyway yeah because they're the only ones who don't have an instagram and all their friends are oh did you see jacobson's post and that's why i got you know, an instagram i didn't Mona Lisa's think like to. i got 12 likes from whatever and brady liked it the other yeah. day and you have no you're not in that world so you now you can't relate it's like it, the, it's just so weird yeah so weird it's so i don't know what's happening to oh, society God. but we were talking about it before we 
started the podcast where I was just like, everything's gotten a little too meta and it's like freaking me out and it's just like too much. It's, it's so much. And we're, you know, I think all of us younger people and older people, you know, just growing up hearing about how technology, like technological advancements are exponential. Like they increase at an increasing rate. And so once innovation starts happening, it just keeps like going up, 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 up. And I never really felt that until probably the last like year and a half. It's been insane. Like I am disturbed. Like for the first time in my life, I'm like genuinely like disturbed by it because I was young enough to kind of acclimate pretty quickly to Instagram, you know, uh, FaceTime, you know, the stuff that seems kind of like futuristic, you know, especially FaceTime was like, what? Or like, you know, when every device started getting a camera on it and like just all of that, you know, like those things felt crazy at the time. Um, but I was 12 megapixel flip phone cam (laughs) or webcam that's 4k or 4k it's tiny and you know, it's so I was young enough to acclimate to most of those things, even though they seemed very kind of far-fetched and crazy. But I think finally I'm like at this point where I'm like, I can't keep up and I don't know if I want to keep up. Like it is, it is insane right now. And I don't like, I'm not too much of like a fear monger or anything. And it's not, it's not that I think it's going to destroy the world or anything. It's just like, I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I'm so tired of social media already. And yeah. it's only been, you know, in the grand scheme of my life, I I haven't really been on it that long. I'm just like, so, oh my God. I was talking to my mom about it. I was like, you know, for me, it's been like about half of my life has been like social media is the main form of like communication, you know, expressing yourself, putting yourself out there, selling stuff, like just everything, like all over the place um and it's just like that's so much of my life and like i can't like my the rest of my life is gonna be like that you know where my mom for example it's like her life is about half and half you know half with social media and stuff half without and for us it's like it's even it's sometimes hard to remember what it was like before you know it's like it's like you remember but it's like i had facebook yeah it's like so you remember the more like the times where yeah a lot less facebook people had wasn't it. shit back then it to, to be fair it was like not a thing hardly yeah i i remember it being kind of like what like yeah. what is that like it was not it was not i i am pretty grateful that in high school there was it was not a main focal point of anything at all it mm-hmm. was just like you either were or weren't friends with people on facebook and that was kind of it like yeah well and what's crazy is so Tim and I are six years apart. So he graduated in 2012. I graduated in 2017. Yeah. And just in that time alone, like he was like, I'm glad social media wasn't like this huge part. For me, it was everywhere and it was yeah, everything. That's when it, it blew was, up. it was, that's how you got revenge on your exes. That's how you like threw shade at people. That's how you propped up your own life and made yourself sound great. That's how you like, told anyone about anything you know and for me that was hard for me to keep up with because i just wasn't really that person like it was it was really tough to just like 
do that because I never really like wanted to, you know. That sounds horrible. I'm so sorry to everybody. <laughs> it's who it's has rough. to do that at school. Yeah. It's it was the you're time. You're a kid. You yeah. shouldn't have to do that. If you're yeah. an adult and you want to network with with people online and whatever, I think that's fine. But I think it is an absolute tragedy that kids have to deal with that exact thing. Yeah. Your nudes being leaked online. Shit about you being leaked online. It's so crazy. Unbelievable stuff that like I feel like we've talked about. Like a human should not have to put out like deal with. Like having your life on display like that is so I feel like your brain can't even wrap around that. That like millions of people have seen this really embarrassing video of you. Or like, you know, whatever. It's like you shouldn't even be in contact with that many people ever in your life, yeah. you know, like, and yeah, especially for kids, it's just like, and I mean, I kind of grew up in that weird time. Like we've talked about where it's like, you know, I was, I was a kid, like, you know, seven to 12 years old. Um, when YouTube was like the freaking wild west, you know, like no regulation, no nothing. Like it was you posted whatever you wanted. The internet did not have censorship yet. Yeah. And then once things started getting censored, like I was a teenager and like growing into an adult, but that's when like Snapchat was really big and Instagram was really big. And like again, like I said all the things that come with that that are so like just overwhelming. It's just like Oh, and then I just can't even imagine now because it's like, yeah, I grew up in a time where like I saw some like messed up shit on YouTube and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. But it was it was like real, you know, it, and I know that sounds really weird because I definitely was scarred by some stuff. But it's like nowadays it's like all this weird like fake like cartoon bullshit and like all these influencers like I like I can't even imagine being like a 10 year old watching like a group of influencers like live in a house together like just such a like kind of like yeah like the hype house type thing where like Jake Paul like set a fucking mattress on fire like in his house or whatever the fuck I don't even know I don't know what that all was about you're saying you still watch (laughs) groups of influencers (laughs) no it's just one of that one time oh no okay yeah no me either actually (laughs) all i remember is there was a fire and like a pool i think i don't know but um you know just like thinking of the the type of like artificial stuff that like kids are being shown right now especially i think yeah i I feel like maybe what you're trying to say but how i'm hearing it too is like the just completely irrelevant dumb unnecessary this is just absolutely ridiculous literally for you to click because your lizard brain is going to like see movement and be like what is going on you know like like the like the videos of like don't get me wrong i love a good like oddly satisfying video but i'm like well no that's different i'm an adult with a grown brain that i i think that's actually different because that like like those people and those types of influencers, they get to a place where they're not, they're literally not doing anything except doing the most ridiculous thing possible. Yeah. Because it's so ridiculous, no one would ever do it just so that they get likes and views. That's yeah. it. The, the end goal, because like, for instance, that's kind of a good example because I feel like with those oddly satisfying videos, the point is to actually give you something satisfying mm-hmm. to a to a degree. It is to provide you with this like 
satisfying thing, which kind of sounds dumb, but with the, with those crazy influencer people, the point is not to give you something at all. The point is for you to, for them to leech off of your attention. Yeah. For them to get likes and views and whatever that means subsequently. Like yeah. that, that is it. That is it. And I would even argue that people like Jackass or whatever, who would arguably did stupid, dumb, irrelevant stuff, they were doing it for your entertainment. Yeah. It I, still was for you. I like I feel like these up. influencers and shit, their only thing is just to do the next biggest thing to stay relevant so that they yeah. can leech off it's of all attention. About the money and like there, there was a time where you know YouTube and the internet was genuinely just like a bunch of people fucking around and like and it was having just fun. fun. And then all of a sudden, people started making money, and people were like, "Holy shit! Like this is a thing." Yeah, you know. But yeah. like for a while, yeah, it was just expression. And then yeah, something like Jackass, like MTV was like, "Yo, we want this." Like I just watched a documentary on Jackass. It's like super cool. Um, but like they, yeah, they weren't doing it to make money. They were doing right. it because they were fucking they idiots. Doing it, they weren't doing a, yeah, it to they get just attention. To entertain, and well, they were not, just having fun. You know, yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, I just because that stuff, uh, you can just tell when you see that type of thing where it's yeah. like your only goal is to hit the algorithm mm-hmm. in order to whatever. And again, even to a degree where I feel like somebody like Mr. Beast, who is like really good at hitting the algorithm and knows what's going on. He's still not doing it out of a place of self relevancy. He's doing it out of a place of entertainment. He's doing it out of a place of providing value. Yeah. And, but we do have this breed of people out there and that's what they're little fucking gremlins. They're fucking attention (laughs) gremlins. It's fucking dumb. Yeah. Well, and it's scary because it's like, I think partially what I was trying to say is like, for when we were growing up a lot of content was at least that you saw on tv was um like intended for educational purposes if it was meant for kids it was like intellectually stimulating for children visually stimulating you know taught you lessons that kind of stuff and i'm just like scared because it's like i don't feel like there's what kind of brains in people are we going to get from watching yeah. Logan Paul? Like, like nothing, because it's almost <laughs> impossible to determine if something's educational or not when it's coming from just like some creator on YouTube. Even if they do make content for kids and it's on the kids YouTube app and whatever, it's like there's no like no one's regulating that. And I don't I don't know if I mean, I think anything regarding children should be regulated. That's like the one place where I'm like. Yeah, like you gotta yeah. you gotta make sure kids are like getting the enrichment that they need, you know. Um, and so yeah, it's just like, man, I'm sure there's there's plenty of people out there that are wanting to educate kids, and I'm sure there's plenty of great channels, but they don't get the engagement that the absurd channels do. Right, because kids can't help it because yeah. they are kids have always just been what's whatever is the most interesting yeah, of course and so it's, it's not, not their, their fault. fault it's never the kids fault <laughs> no it's, kids are innocent that's the whole point yeah but it's just ridiculous and i think the only thing i i have faith i do i i keep faith for humanity i think everybody in their own generation like we i think i said this right before we started the podcast whatever like people now are like who would have a kid now you can't bring into a kid into a world that's like this and it's like yeah they said that in world war ii probably yeah i'd probably probably, pick this world over world war ii world they probably (laughs) said that during the black plague in the middle ages like humanity keeps trucking along so we're gonna be fine basically but um you know i think that 
the one thing that I could see happening potentially is, and we're rapidly approaching it, but having so much fucking dumb shit out there that kids, it only takes a little while. And we're probably going to have a whole generation of kids who are like, we should read books and fucking yeah, there's gonna do be a shit in the world, sure. you know, because like fuck the internet and fuck, you know, whatever. Cause that's just dumb. Like yeah. what if we just like lived in our own communities and had social relationships with people? Like I think a lot of person. Gen Z is there. <laughs> like there's a lot of Gen Z people yeah, that I'm hearing have, talking about it. I think the, I think I'm there. <laughs> no, I think that they're the zoomers get a lot of shit um, for a lot of reasons. But again, I don't think a lot of it is their fault. And, you know, to to a degree, I don't think it's their fault that they're that way. And a lot of it has to do with the Internet and growing up in this, you know, hyper technological age. But I do think that there's probably going to be a generation that's like just starts to get over it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and it starts to level out. Yeah, we've the pendulum swings, you know, yeah. and there's always been that kind of scary, almost like doomsday attitude to things that we don't understand. People want, every generation's like, it's the end. We we want, <laughs> like, there's, there's a thing uh, about, like, humans wanting the world to end. It's, like, a really interesting Is it that topic. they want to or that they're just always afraid that it's going to? It's, it's the, like, almost morbid curiosity, I guess. Like, there's that fascination with, like, doomsday preppers and, like, the zombie apocalypse and, you know, yeah. all of that. Um, um, but I was going to say, like, yeah. there have been so many times in history where people thought that something was going to, like, ruin everything. Like, you know, there was a time where people thought the Internet would, like, make books obsolete. And it's like, no, we just we am reading books is nowhere near obsolete. It just it, what what are you reading them on? You know, you could read them on a Kindle, but there's still plenty of bookstores out there. People yeah. thought it was like the end of libraries. They were like. Ah, like no one's gonna read everyone's gonna be stupid and well and who i'm sure when whenever the first telephone came out somebody oh my people God, were yeah. probably saying something about that you well know. there was a whole thing about like you know books, yeah not when having books to were write first letters. invented yeah when books were invented like just how we talked about with um i don't think we talked about it on the podcast but when cameras came out like people thought that painters were gonna like be out of business because painters were basically like they took you know but instead it's not fair yeah they were like oh we're the ones like making portraits of people and taking pictures of things you know quote-unquote pictures and it's like little did they know that this technology that could take the mundane photos opened a door for them to be unbelievably creative right with abstract you don't have art, to sit down modern and paint art. these stupid rich people <laughs> you can paint whatever the fuck you want because there's a camera doing the boring shit for right. you go to Sears you know? get your pictures taken yeah. in the meantime you can create the most insane art yeah. anyone's ever ever thought of yeah and so it's like in ways like that I have a lot of hope that it's like no it's not the end and I think we talked about that in one of our other podcasts where we talked about AI where it's like it, like it could open a lot of doors for people and give people a lot more free time and like take them away from the mundane like bookkeeping and fucking all the yeah. reporting bullshit and all of that like it's sure it's gonna get rid of some jobs and stuff but at the same time it's gonna open this whole other door it does yeah every every closed door opens a new one and i i think especially with the ai stuff people are just so i think it's absolutely stupid i think it's so dumb that people are like AI is going to become sentient and take over. I'm like, you just get a grip, dude. That's, I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but, um, I just, 
the thing that people like seem to exclude out of that is like we're still here we're the ones like we're gonna need like i don't know it's just it's just so dumb to me well and we are the creator of it i think that people forget that it's like humans created it like there's there's only so much like i don't know that's a whole existential debate and it's so like complex and everything but it's like you know i i firmly believe that if if you create something you can control it does that make sense um i don't know that's so no because it's I not think, true damn it i don't know i don't think that's totally true but um i think that i i well i think talking about ai in that way always for me at least brings into like a huge philosophical debate about what is consciousness and mm-hmm. what is life and for me there is absolutely I think it's absolutely ludicrous to think that humans are just biological computers. I mm-hmm. think that's the dumbest, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. But people think that, and people think that we, our brains are just little computers, and we just, you know, are computing functions in a high value. And once AI gets to the point that it has enough sensory input as we do, and then it'll become sentient like we well, are. Well, and it's and- worth consideration. Like it's it's worth considering that like on a strictly biological level we are computing all the time we are technically computers and a lot of the well that the, part's true but i personally I just believe that there's more to a human than the physical oh yeah that's why that's yeah. why i take that and i understand how people can't just take that and and run with it or believe that and i don't blame you for not believing that or thinking that at all um because we all have our own convictions about stuff but to me i in in my own life, for my own personal anecdotal experience, it's very obvious to me that I'm not just a, a biological organic computer. And so for me, it's ridiculous to think that a, a, a computer that we made with ones and zeros that we tell what to do is going to spontaneously turn around and not only be like, I am conscious and I have my own wants and needs, but then yeah. also say... I'm going to kill all of you because yeah. that's, that's why it's a big deal is because people are always like, they're going to turn around and kill all of us. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, why would they do that? It's kind of like, much. yeah, right. It's kind of like with aliens where people are like, oh my God, they're going to come here and kill us all. It's like, wh- what alien race would just do that? Again, like, we're just so afraid. I'm like, I'm like, would we do that? Like I, I'd like I think to we think we do that. I mean, we <laughs> do that here. I think that's the problem is we do True, that. Like so we project that onto are, everything. Yeah, humans are fucking evil. <laughs> like you know, it's we're kind of just not. Yeah, we're not the most like, you know, selfless creatures. You know, and so I think yeah. that yeah, we project that onto everything else because we've seen how many you know, people have gotten into great power and just start fucking killing people or yeah. like conquering lands. And we just assume that every other being would do that. And it's like, no, probably well, and not. Maybe AI could be the best thing that's ever happened to us because if, because one, some of the things that I've heard that I would be, that I am excited for if they came to be were that AI could start solving lots of issues that yeah. on a oh. large scale that we yes. deal with and start, you know, Oh, this, this huge insolvable problem of grand grand scales of poverty in third world countries and ecological issues with the the balance of resources and food and pollution and what like if it could help start to solve a lot of these grand scale issues in ways that would take us way too long to figure out 
we could start to move toward a civilization where we don't need to um, conquer anymore. We don't need to be at war anymore, which, you know, we never, I don't think we, I'm not sure we ever really did, but we don't need to do that anymore. It's like we can, you know, become a much more peaceful society with the help of this technology that we made, you know? Well, and I think that the hard part about that and the reason why people are so afraid of AI is it's always the people who are, like, yeah, very convinced that this is all that there is, you right, know, and yeah. <clears throat> kind of living in the, the like, game of life. Like, I feel I can't speak for other people because I, I've never been another person, at least knowingly. But, like, I'm over here just, like, I don't think about the shit that people talk to me about. Yeah. They're like, can you believe this, like, political thing? Can you believe this thing going on? Like, the news said this, whatever. I'm like, I don't... Like, the world is a show. Yeah. And, like, whether that means something nefarious or literally just, like, this is just kind of a state of being, you know, whatever it means for you. Like, there are people that this is it. And this is, like... Almost, I feel like saying that AI is equal to you is like very belittling to to who you are, because it's just like no, like the fact that you can't even feel that like you're different, you know. Um, some people would say that's like the ego of being human or whatever. I don't know. Um, Again, huge philosophical debate. Yeah, but I'm I'm one to like kind of see all sides of the whole thing, like I always have, where I'm like, yeah, like. In the world where we are, biological computers, there's not that much different between us and AI. But then on the flip side, if we're, if this is just one state of our mind experiencing itself, you know, it's like, no, AI is not the same. No. Like, we are, like, the universe experiencing itself created something that is not the same. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's very, it can, and that's the two like big ends of the spectrum and then everything in between you know and so yeah or we're just in a simulation who knows we're already in an ai simulation next podcast are we in a simulation (laughs) tim and tori try to prove that we're in a simulation we should go back and listen to all the times i've said next podcast yeah (laughs) and get a bunch of podcasts i know i know we both do that but yeah i mean i think i think it's a scary time but I've always been one to kind of have more hope in everything. I I think um hope and faith. I think that's yeah. where we're that's where I'm at. I think yeah. that's where we're at. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty good at thinking of the worst case scenarios, but I think I think I'm like embracing the stoicism more a little bit now. I'm like Yeah. I'm I I'm, I'm extremely talented at uh picking out the worst case scenarios or just them they organically come to me and I'm learning to like be okay with that and then move on. You know, and be like, well, I know that that could happen. And if I'm okay with that happening, then any other outcome is fine. You know, (laughs) so (laughs) essentially stoicism in a two second nutshell. Um, But yeah, yeah. I like it. Well, I'm pretty good wrapping up there. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been really good. It's been really good. I enjoyed this podcast. Having a lot of fun. And I'm glad you got to share your Valorant story. It was really inspiring to watch. And it was really hard to watch. It was very yeah. inspiring. It was very, I think it built our relationship a lot, you know, it and did. supporting each other and you inspired me and, you know, I helped kind of 
I guess like comfort you in the hard moments and everything but yeah it was it was a really cool experience to be there and when it finally hit gold I was like oh yeah it was like, crazy oh my God. it was definitely it was, crazy it was crazy I was very glad that we like I got to be there when it happened because sometimes you'd game you were like there. when I was gone yeah. like I was out of the house and I was like I, I was swear like, to baby. God you turned yeah. around and I was like it's happening <laughs> I was like I swear <laughs> to God if I'm out like shopping or some bullshit <laughs> when he hits gold I'm gonna be so mad no it was awesome so, yeah it was perfect well, if you hit Golden Valorant or are a gamer or an artist or a social media influencer and want to <laughs> hit us up. Bot, or you an AI bot. Or an AI bot. Hit us up. Um, all social media at StuckTogetherPod. Yep. And StuckTogetherPod at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, feedback. Tell us you love us. We love yeah, you too. Everything. Yeah. And we'll see you on the next podcast. All right. Bye, guys. We love Bye. you. Bye.